Hi, I'm Deb Crow, and welcome to season two of the Heart Centered Leadership Podcast. This is a podcast where we connect, learn, and laugh together with strong leaders from all over the globe. Here, you will learn from peers you haven't even met yet. You will gain new tools to add to your leadership toolbox. Because whether you're a C-suite executive or a first-time entrepreneur, we all contend with challenges and there's always room for improvement if we choose to seek it. So please pull up a chair and listen in. This is the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. Welcome back to Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. This podcast is so near and dear to my heart for many reasons that you will see unveil in the next half an hour. I have been looking for a heart-centered leader in Africa since I started my podcast, and I am launching with an amazing heart-centered leader. Let me introduce and share a little bit about Bolariwa Kemisola. She holds a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering, and she is the founder and CEO of Nextware Technology. This is the first wearable technology startup in Nigeria. She is also a project manager and an embedded system manager at Nextware Technology. She is a huge advocate for STEM education for women. She encourages women to take up STEM subjects, and she is bridging the gender gap and increasing the number of women working in the STEM-related field. She's currently developing a smart bra. You heard me correct. Not a smartphone, a smart bra that detects early stage breast cancer. So, Balariwa, I am so honored to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm in awe and honored to interview you. And I'm so excited. I want to jump right into my leadership question. So my first question is, what or who got you interested in STEM? Wow, that's a very brave question. I think the journey started from my secondary school. That's college over there. And I've been a lover of STEM education, you know, mathematics, physics, and chemistry. Those are like my best subject there. So then I later joined a club in my school then. Um, we call that club JET Club. That is it's an acronym of um, Junior Engineering Technician Science. So that club helped me to you know, to have a deep passion in STEM because I was able to lay my hands on real life application of everything will be taught in physics, everything will be taught in chemistry. And that club also helped me you know, to, to meet with my counterpart representing the school, representing the state for competition. So all this experience helped me deepen my interest in STEM. And I remember the one that actually changed my life. Then I just want to be an innovator. And that is the competition I went for. I represented the, the state where I actually built a, a radio transmitter and a receiver. It was an awesome thing for me. It was a thing that changed my life around. I was like, oh, that owed me back to STEM. You know, it's so interesting to me to look at the different ages of your educational experience, and it's almost been building your innovation, your curiousness, and your thought leadership to where you are today. It's beautiful. Now, my second question is kind of fun because the name of the podcast is Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. 
So this question has been asked to over 160 leaders on the show. Share with us what imperfections that you bring to your heart-centered leadership. Gender equality. That's the major thing I'm bringing. I advocate. I've mentioned it earlier. I took that as my special passion, you know, advocating for equality, you know, gender equality. So that's what I'm bringing. And I'm kind of passionate about women. That's what brought about the smart brother advice, you know, to help women reduce the number of women dying of breast cancer. You know, seeing women like me dying, growing in pains. I know I saw this thing as, as a threat to every woman. So I take that like a gender equality, the imperfect I'm bringing into my space. Well, and I think you're a global leader doing that, being a professional woman, a Black woman from Africa, specifically Nigeria, just the educational trajectory that you have and the messaging that you're sending to all the young women within your own country and now across the world. It's fantastic. My third question is, what is the biggest challenge or barrier that you have faced as an African in STEM? Firstly, change the stereotype. People listen to your ability or tell them, oh, this is what I can do. They're like, oh, you're a lady. You can. You know, it's affecting on this part of the world. And access to resources. It has been so, so, it has been a big step back, you know, of development generally. No, access to this um, resources is very difficult. And I, the resources actually include materials and, and funding in a way. So those are the big challenge we're facing being in this part of the world. Well, I'm hoping we change that with this conversation and our listenership in 45 countries. And before we even started our interview, there's already a list of people that I want to introduce you to. And that's one of my favorite things of hosting this podcast is putting like-minded professionals together. So there's many people that are going to learn of you and your work and this amazing product, which we're going to talk about. My next question is, how do you think your background and your upbringing have been beneficial to your overall journey and your career? The journey I started from my secondary school and my parents are not self-inclined system inclined people, but they, they supported me all through the journey because I can remember then, you no. Know, Sending me out when the school requested for me come to my home. They tell me, oh, they need help for to represent the school. They need us to represent the state. No, willingly supportive. And they always told me then that, no, you must believe in what you know. Always believe in yourself. Believe your ability and your potential. And this actually opened, you know, it's helping for me. And it has helped me growing all through my career, my career path, all through my journey. So this word that I got from my mom in particular, that always, as a lady, you know, what you are, you venture into engineering, you venture into technology, you know, the space is, is, is a main field space. So you need to believe in who you are, believe in yourself, in your strengths. So this has actually kept me going all through my journey. And so lovely that your mom has been such a mentor for your growth and your leadership. That's beautiful. Okay, I'm adding two more questions because I'm, I'm just loving this conversation and I, I could talk to you all day, but I have to ask two more. Next question would be, how do you think we could start to change the, the narrative surrounding African contribution to global STEM research and careers as a whole? Well, this has been a challenge to research because most thing about technology about STEM is research. 
you know, you have to research. And we've been working on it as a country, you know, the stakeholders have made severally to work on this about, you know, to put more funding into research. What I just did, the in my invention actually come about research. I researched a challenge and I was able to come up with a solution to it. So research, and I think the stakeholders, you know, they're all aware of this. You know, we have great people in the country and they go out there, they don't know what is going on in the Western world. Well, when I told them the last presentation I for them, I told them Nigeria, as an African continent country, we are also going to be an export of technology. We will get the technology, we import technology. Now, with what we are coming up with, with the smart brother, we'll be able to look, take it out there. So with this, I think the, the narrative. So when they can see this coming up, oh, this is nice. So research actually helped, you know, it coming up with that economy, maybe they will look at it in that direction. And you know, helping Nigeria know, to be able to be among the world that come up with new innovation, the world I know actually values STEM. Well, and I think you're spearheading a whole new conversation and a whole new level of technology. So that's my last question. Share with us why this smart bra discovery was really near and dear to your heart. And how did you feel in the moment of discovery of what you had realized and what you've done? The whole idea started 2017. I'm too late to be precise when I lost my arms to breast cancer. No, as an African, I'm sorry to say this. No, when we say things that I would thought, oh, it's a, it's a spiritual attack. You know, at first, she thought it was a spiritual attack. So we started going to mountains, going to church, going for prayers and all that until get to stick three. So um, before she lost the battle to breast cancer, I visited her often at the hospital where she's been treated. I met women, even teenagers, growing in pains of breast cancer. Oh my God, the pain was immeasurable. I can just imagine that kind of thing for my enemy. It's the worst thing you can just imagine for your enemy. So then I see immediately, I see this as a threat to me at first. The memory just flashed back to me. I see that as a threat. I get scared. So I, I have to you know, walk up to one of the oncologists and have a, a, a talk with him. And I was like, oh, what can we do to prevent this? And it mentioned to me the key word I, it told me that I ordered to sustain. It said that if the cancer, the breast cancer in particular, can be detected at early stage, it can be cured in even out of 10 cases. Oh, I hold on to that. Now, I um, started wearable technology in 2019. Breast cancer as a problem, as a threat to every woman was the first thing that came to my mind. That's something, do a solution. You know, in this part of the world, we don't really have access to this technology that dictates cancer. We don't really have access to that. You know, you have to travel miles before you're able to, to uh, gain access to mammogram or before you're able to gain access to um, ultrasound, you know. And you know, ultrasound are expensive, you know, as an African country, you know, it's very expensive. So women don't really have access to them. So I was like, okay, can I come up with a wearable device that, you know, right in the comfort of your home, you can take your measurement, get your reading, and then you can proceed and go for an appointment with your doctor for a proper checkup. At the same time, reducing that cost, then the risk of exposing yourself to mammogram, you know, I think that's the main um, technology for cancer detection and it uses radiation. So the whole idea uh, is to help women check their daily status. That's it. Know your daily status, check it every time, often, so you know your status. So if you see any abnormality, if you see everything strange, then you can you know visit your doctor. And we actually use um, a very safe technology coming up with this device. We use ultrasound technology and it is absolutely safe according to World Health Organization. So that is just the idea of the smart breath device. And I believe that it's going to be a revolutionary approach to the prevention of this cancer and it's going to save women. I strongly believe that because of the technology we're using. 
it's absolutely phenomenal. And I'm, I'm so happy to share this with our global audience. And I'm going to switch to my, my fab four. These are four fun questions so we can get to know you a little bit. Tell us something that we don't know about you. Okay. Okay. Aside my career, I'm a robotics engineer. I'm a mom, a mom of one. So as I'm you now going for my career, I'm doing my mom's duty too. So I think that's me. So share with us a favorite book that you've read. And if you can remember the title and the author and tell us why it left an impression or was life-changing for you. It's not really a book because I've read a lot of books. What actually inspired me is someone I see. I see her as my role model. She doesn't know me, but it inspired her I know, about her work. She's also an engineer. Um, she has an engineering background, and now she owns um, May One um, Company in Nigeria, yeah, Mrs. Funko Peke. So I see her as my role model, and uh, I've been inspired a lot with her works. Then aside that, I've read a lot of books, but my main inspiration actually comes from, from her. It's so amazing when we have another woman to look up to and you have that mentor that you've mentioned. You're going to have to reach out to her now. You've put that out to the universe. Yeah, I have to now. (laughs) There you go. Now, my next question is, is there a leader in the world that you'd love to meet and have dinner with? Tell us who it is and why you'd like to meet them. And what would be the dinner conversation? Oh my God. Oh my God. That should be um, opera. I love I want to be a part of this advocacy for women. I hope that comes true for you. I just want you to know that I'm so grateful for the internet and that I discovered you and I'm excited to share your background and your schooling and your expertise with the world and all the information on the smart bra. I think it's revolutionary. I think it's innovative. I think it's progressive. And I unfortunately join you in that I also lost an aunt to breast cancer. And last summer I had four girlfriends diagnosed with stage four. And this is, this is real people. So meeting you and searching for heart-centered leaders that are doing amazing research and creating revolutionary products. Every woman in the world wears a bra every day. And to know that you have created a smart bra that can give us an indication of early detection I want to just say to you how grateful I am of your discovery. And and I want to thank you for your tenacity, your thought leadership, and your brilliance. Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to know you. You're stuck with me now. We're connected. (laughs) And again, gratitude for your time and your expertise and giving us a little glimpse into your heart today. So we're going to close out the show. I'm going to ask you to finish this sentence for me. Heart-centered leadership is? A is a right platform to showcase yourself to the world, to talk about what you are. You've been listening to the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. I'm Deb Crow. If you like what you heard today, please rate and review the show. 
And I'd love it if you'd visit my website at debcrow.com where you can sign up for my newsletter and get access to the Heart-Centered Leadership Toolkit, all free of charge. Thanks for your time and we'll see you again.